Eagles Entertainment. On Wednesday, September 15th, head coach Nick Sirianni spoke to the media. I wanted to ask you about the, the, this group. You had 10 guys playing their first NFL game Sunday, eight of them were rookies. Um, just the way this, this class seems to have a, a lot of maturity, this rookie class, it doesn't seem like the moment's ever too big for them. What have you seen from them as a group as far as being ready, being prepared, doing the work, and, and kind of acting like veterans? Yeah, you know, again, when we drafted these guys, the first thing we looked at, obviously, was talent, right? The second thing we wanted to know is if they love football. I know I've said this before, so, but if they loved football, right, if they had high character, right, and they were tough. And these guys, we felt like that was the common denominator of all these guys. And what's, and, and usually my experience with players is if they have those three things, they reach their ceiling, right? Um, the, the, obviously the first thing, talent. And then those other three things, they we, reach their ceiling. So I feel really good about these guys because they have those things and they're good people. All of them are good people. All of them are, uh, all of them are tough. All of them, all of them love ball. And, and that's important in, the, in the, just the evaluation process. So tribute to Howie and his staff of, of finding those things out and, and getting that information because – and that's why I think when you got guys like that, then sometimes it feels like the, the moment isn't too big for those guys because they're mature enough to handle it. Sort of along those lines, there was the video from the locker room of Devontae uh, dancing and uh, enjoying himself. What has it been like seeing his personality sort of come out? Has that been like a slow process? Yeah, because you always think he's quiet. You, you think he's more of a quiet guy at the at initially, and uh, he's not. He's got a great personality, and he, but he's very serious about football, and that's great. And, and but that's what you want to see after a game. Like it's you work hard to get to that moment, and you, you want it to. I, I want him to feel great after a game like that, and celebrate after that, and crave to get that again. So it was good to see Devontae do that. Was, I, I got maybe I got to learn that dance, and I'll do that next time. What's that game Ryan's scheme? Is it Salah, the, the Seahawks kind of 4-3 under, more that, or is it uh, hybrid? And what have you learned from people here who knew him and about what they expected from, from him? Yeah, uh, scheme is very similar to, to what those defenses are, the, the Seattles, the Atlant- old Atlantas, the old Jacksonvilles, the last year's San Francisco's. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of guys that run this scheme, and they run it really well. Good sound defense. Uh, as far as as coach there he uh everybody in this building talks super highly of him and how good of a person he was and how smart he was and how hard of a worker he was so no surprise to me that he's a good coach as well um got a lot of respect for him i got a lot of respect for that defense they have over there at san francisco kyle shanahan has he had influence on you uh directly or indirectly and and in your opinion what makes him a good offensive designer i think we're Kyle Shanahan, I, I don't know him personally. I know him to say hello, um, but where he has influence on me is any good coach has influence on me with, with how they coach their team, and, and you see that he's a good coach. This team plays with good fundamentals. They, they, uh, they have good scheme. That's always, hey, does your team play with good fundamentals and you're a good scheme? To me, that means that, that's a big part of how you're a good coach, so that's where he's had influence on me, just his, just his scheme and, and the way his players play. Um, but, you know, no secret how good of a football coach he is. What was the second part of that question? What stands out about him as an offensive designer? Yeah, I just think he knows how to attack a defense. You know, he knows, he knows, he knows the system really well. He knows the, what, what complements his system really well. That's what stands out to me. Again, don't know him to ask him these questions. Um, but you see teams run good plays into good defenses, and, and, and that's what, you know, a good schemer. So that's what sticks out to me is for, for Kyle. Hey, Nick, about the running game, a lot of people talk, really going back to Kyle's dad, 
about their running scheme. What what makes it stand out, even though they lose players and they seem to always have effect in this running the football? Uh, you know, obviously it always goes to the players of how, you know, they got a good offensive line. They got some good players over there on that offensive line, but then just how you coach it, right? It's just like anything. Like, if I see a play on tape, as a, as a coach, and I just throw that play in there, right? There's times that you do that. There, there's times that you do that. But sometimes it feels like if you just do that, you don't know all the intricacies of that play and know how to adjust versus all the different things that t- the defense can do to you. That It's very clear to me that they know exactly how to run the outside zone and, and their mid zone and, and how they want to run it and and what they need to do versus different things. And that's why they have success at it. And so that's just him knowing the type of scheme he runs and knowing it uh, well and um, and doing a really good job of coaching the fundamentals of it. So a tribute to, you know, we know they're, how good of a football t- run the football team they are, and that's a tribute to the, him as a, as a head coach and then all his offensive coaches. How much flexibility do you give him at the line of scrimmage as far as checking in and out of different plays or even maybe changing a play? Sure. You know, it's, it's a – Every nothing's extreme, so it's not like just go go do everything you need to do. There's plays where we put a hey, we want to off of these couple looks. This is what we want to get to. Uh, off of this look, we want you to get to this. Or hey, if you see, this, we want to check to it. So there's flexibility, but the flexibility changes based off the play, based off the look. Sorry, I know that might not answer your question. You've talked about wanting to have every single wide receiver be able to play every all three positions, just have two tight ends. <coughs> pretty much line up anywhere. When you have seven guys who can play in the slot, how much does that help you uh, with individual matchups every single week? Yeah, you, you, uh, you, if you're able to move guys around like that, it is hard to, to key in on a guy and know exactly where he is. So it, it definitely it definitely helps. and Because I think if you're just stationary as a wide out and, and you just stay in one spot, if you're always, you know, some teams go, you're only to the right outside. Or some teams say you're only the the X or the Z or the F or whatever you want to want to call that. Um, I think it's it's a li- you know talking to defensive coordinators in my past, it's a little easier for them to take that guy away. The other thing we like to do is move them around based off of what they do well, right? Not it, it's a it's a dual purpose, right? You always want to think like before you even think of scheme. I was taught this by my my head college coach a long time ago, Larry Karras. Before you even think of scheme, and I've said that here plenty of times it's all about the players it's first about the players 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 so what do they do well put them in positions of what they do well and then try to match that up to the scheme and so I think that's what it's about more so than anything and because we do it that way I do think um, it, it poses more issues to the defense. When you look at Jalen Hurts' completion percentage from last year, you know, it was like 52%. What was the one thing you felt like you had to, you know, help him improve on, you know, going into this year? Obviously, you know, 77% against sure. the Falcons. And, and, and that's, you know, and that's just getting the reps of the plays that w- we know we're going to run, you know. So um, we, we just needed to get him the reps of the things. We, felt com- we feel confident, um, you know, that – He's read a lot of these things multiple times throughout camp, and you know we had we held back a lot of these things obviously in preseason um, to not give a good look at the for the defense to get a good the opposing defenses to get a good look of it. So it's just it's just getting the reps and knowing what it's very similar to the question I answered uh, here. Like with with Kyle, like you 
you want to make sure that they know what to do with your base plays. They know what to do versus every different look, right? That's why that's why San Francisco 49ers are good at the outside zone play or mid zones play. You know, we want to do that same thing. So that's what's important to me is, hey, where are you going versus this look? Where are you going versus this look? Where are you going versus this look? Where are you going when you think it's this look, but then it turns to this look, right? So it's just the the, the added reps of getting him nowhere to go with the football because he's he's plenty of a good enough passer he's a really good passer right and he and he does a lot of other things really well it's just hey the accumulated reps of the decisions on where you're going with football in time and you know that does that mean you throw in rhythm every single time no but you will more if you know where to go with the football and then if you don't then where he has that great weapon of being able to throw the football or run the football how much more challenge is this game yeah, you know, again, I didn't. Not, I don't think of it that way. I just think of what we need to. What do we need to do to win this football game, right? And and that's what the last two days have been, right? Of of our game plan, and that's what we'll continue to do the next two days, right? What do we need to do to win this football game, offensive, defensively, and special teams wise? And now that we're here with the players in the building, what are we – I know I sound like a broken record. I get it. But what are we going to do to make sure we leave this building better than when we stepped in here today? Like that's where my – the pressure of any win or any loss or any home game, it's just solely focused on what do we need to do to win this football game and the scheme-wise of it, and then how are we going to execute that plan, and are we going to put ourselves in position as a team like we did last week of getting better every day to set up so when you step up on the field on Sunday that you're ready. Like, practices were crisp last week. We stepped on the field, we were ready to play that game. If we don't have good practices this week, we're not going to be ready. To, so it's, it's being in that mindset, being in that dog mentality of being here so you put yourself in a position to be able to go out and, and win the game on Sunday. It's been 20 months, uh, 20 months since you've had a sold-out Lincoln Financial Field for this city. What are you anticipating as far as the environment, the atmosphere, and what's it going to be like for you first time there with everybody there? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited definitely to, to get this home crowd behind us. Uh, what a great football city this is. Um, fans are the best in the NFL. Um, so, of course, like you, th- you see the challenges that are posed to you when you go to another, another home field, right? You go, when you go on the road. Um, there's challenges. There's things you have to work on throughout practice, um, throughout the week to to uh, to help prepare yourself. And so, knowing that that and, and every detail counts. I mean, with the margin of error so small in the NFL, everything matters. Everything matters. Not not just hey these things matter. This everything matters. And so this home crowd matters. And so can't wait to. I mean knowing that the, the margin error is that small and now we have the home crowd out here uh, cheering us on, that's, that's a huge advantage. Super excited uh, to feel that energy, to, to, to feel that energy when we come out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be looking at that screen when Rocky comes on. and I, I've talked about Rocky before, but I'm going to be looking at that screen when Rocky comes on. He says win. Adrian says win. And then everybody gets juiced up. I'm going to have some energy there when I see that. A couple more, please. The terminology from the players has not been week one, week two. It's been round one, round two. I guess from the outside, it's, it's, it's self-explanatory. But from your perspective, is there something significant to that messaging? It's just that you can win round one, and if you're sitting in the corner thinking about how good you, you fought round one, you're going to get your butt kicked in round two. So it's it just kind of ties into, you know, and it is. It's like, I mean, the NFL is such a, it's, 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 
it's awesome. It's like, I mean, think about all the fans we have in the NFL. It's unbelievable, this game. I mean, I love this game. And so it's like a heavyweight prize fight. You know, all those people pay all that money to go see that or to, to go see it and to the pay-per-view to see it. Like, that's it's the comparison that every game is a heavyweight championship bout. So it's it's a couple different modes. Like, yes, it's playing the next play and playing the next game mode, but it's also like every round freaking matters, and let's go. How did you like the defensive line rotation, how that worked out last week? And does Fletcher Cox, does he need to get more involved, no tackles, um, or can you do things to get him more involved? Yeah, he, you know, um, I like the defensive line rotation. We definitely need that. We need to be able to keep those guys fresh uh, throughout the game to keep that pressure on the quarterback and keep the pressure on the run game. Um, you know, Fletch affected the game very a lot of different ways um, that – Sometimes it doesn't show up on the stat sheet. It'll, they'll come, though. When you're affecting the game the way he was affecting the game, those stats will come. And the last one, guys. I saw the, uh, the 49ers sign Carryon Johnson to their practice squad. When you have a guy who was here that recently, how aware of that do you have to be? Do you have to change anything? Um, you know what? My experience with that is, you know, he, go, he doesn't know what the game plan is this week, right? Um, he can go in there with with a lot of different information, but that, there's that's a lot of information to dissect. And I know anytime we've been in that scenario, and you you start to talk to the guy about you know what do you do here, what do you do here, you're like, okay, that's that it becomes too much, you know, it can become too much information. So, um, you know, we'll have a couple things that we need to do, um, most like most definitely, um, but we can't overreact to that either. All right, thanks guys. Thanks everybody. Thanks, for more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.